guys, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the D. I'm Sprina, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, with my jolly co-host, Gina. Went for the Christmassy feel because it feels like Christmas and it's cold. I know. It's nice and chilly here. I have the window open and I'm starting to get a little, little nippy, but you had snow. Yeah, we had snow, and then the day after, it was 70 degrees. <laughs> welcome to Colorado. <laughs> Did it all just completely melt? Oh, Yeah. It was, like, gone by morning. It was on our cars, but, like, nothing else. That's but fun, though. It was really pretty. It's when the it's seasons nice. collide. I'm a big fan of that. When you get, like, a little fall and a little winter at one time. It was perfect. Okay. So, first bit of news is all of our gingerbread houses slash everything that smells and good at the resorts is back. Everything that smells good. I love that description. Smells good. I love the gingerbread stuff. It does. Uh, It makes the whole resort smell so good. I believe that everything is officially done as of this week. Should be. They were were still building Grand Floridian last that I saw. They're all over Disney property and they are so freaking cool. Yes. And the other good part about it is you smell it so much when you walk in there that they had to put like a little treat stand nearby so you can get gingerbread stuff for your cravings which is always always the best part it just feels like christmas it does i love it i always knew that they had chefs building and making them i didn't know they had like construction team that came in to like actually help them oh yeah it's legit (laughs) they don't play around with their gingerbread i love beach club one's my favorite Yes. So every year they do different designs. This year they're doing all of the Disney princesses as the horses for the carousel in the lobby, which I think is so cute. The Snow White one is my favorite. Oh, Jasmine's my favorite. It has a carpet on the back. Oh, cute. But yeah, the Snow White one was, oh my God, I would eat that. (laughs) Do you know what they do with them after? Do they eat it? No. They use it to save the bees. Interesting. They, they like put it out in a field where all the bees eat it. Then the bees pollinate and then blah, 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 chain of events, nature rules. But yeah, yeah. They, give it to, they give it to bees. So it gets eaten. That's so cute. All right. So holiday decor is up. We've obviously, if with gingerbread up, there's going to be holiday decor all throughout the parks. I have a question though. Because I don't know if I just somehow have never noticed it. I've been to Disney at the holidays a few times. We literally lived there over the course of Christmas. Was there always so much fruit? Explain. Like, the reefs on Main Street have, like, pears and pineapples. I always thought they had, like, like red things that resembled, like, cherries. But I've never really seen the yeah i am really confused and i like went and looked at the comments on all the photos that people are posting online and no one's really questioning it there's been like one or two people that were like yo what's up with all the fruit i'm just maybe i'm crazy i there's just a lot of fruit i guess i've never maybe i haven't really like paid attention like the picture i'm looking at right now is a wreath with a gold bow and a giant pineapple Pears, oranges, lemons, apples, limes, and then, like, different ornaments, some snowflakes. Like, there's just so much going on, and a good chunk of it is fruit. I feel like that would be a topic of conversation if it was new, you know? That's what I thought. But I'm like, I 
I'm baffled. No, I've never seen this. It's leaving me speechless. I'm like, who was the person that was like, you know what we need all over this? Fruit. That's so weird. Maybe all the fruit was going bad. Maybe. I, I don't know. It also maybe... just like doesn't look real fruit. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's real. I think it's fake fruit. But I'm glad I'm not crazy. If you're listening to this right now and you have noticed the fruit in past years, please let me know. I just feel like that's something I would have noticed before. Because, guys, it's an excessive amount of fruit. That's so weird. I'm, like, trying to backtrack and see if I've, like, seen it in the past. But maybe we're just so preoccupied with getting to where we need to go that we haven't really, like, seen it. I don't know. I love Christmas. I feel like I would have noticed the fruit. Okay, well, I just wanted your opinion on the fruit thing. I'm glad I'm not crazy and that it wasn't there before. Again, if you're listening to this and I am crazy and it has been there before, please let me know. I love being told that I'm psycho. In a nice way. So next thing, if you're going on Disney Cruise Line, you no longer need a COVID test to go on. If you have a cruise from now until January 31st and you want to modify it or cancel it because of this decision that you no longer need a COVID test, you can with no charges or no penalties against you until November 13th. After November 13th, everything goes back to normal. It's their normal cancellation fees and things like that. But for now... You can go ahead and change that if that decision to no longer need a COVID test changes your decision about wanting to do a Disney cruise. I feel like we're moving forward, but like we still talk about it all the time. <laughs> I know. It just keeps coming up. I'm going on a cruise beginning of December and I don't need one for them either. And that's Royal Caribbean. It was almost Disney. I almost booked a Disney cruise, guys. It was so close and then I didn't do it. Should have done it. They look it so was, cool. It was like triple the price. Yeah wasn't in our budget right now yeah it could have been cheaper because of the disney plus deal they have going if we had more people to go with us but it's literally just rick and i we're gonna take one when we move over to the coast we were like that's just too much of like no wi-fi for having a dog (laughs) well and once you're on the coast it'll be so easy to just get a cruise because anywhere in florida you could basically drive to so you have so many ports to choose from yes My parents are retired, so they're excited to visit Tampa anytime they can. (laughs) Come stay here and watch our dog. Yes. A vacation. Last bit of news, which is, I think, really cute. I didn't know that the minivans had TVs in them. So they're either adding the TV or they're just adding the animated shorts to them, which is really cute for all the traffic, especially with all the, the people coming back to Disney. It'll keep many kids very happy. And adults. And adults, but just imagine you got like a grumpy kid and you get in and you can at least have something to entertain them for the car ride. That's where I Spy comes in handy. I Spy the the Tower of Terror and it's not even, (laughs) it will be looking out the window for like 10 minutes. The shorts are definitely nice though. And like, that's something they do cartoons on the Magical Express. So this is a nice, like it's a 30 minute ride to the airport, which the minivans aren't currently doing yet. But when they bring that back, that'll be really nice to 30 minute ride. Let's watch 30 minutes of cartoons. Yeah. Cute, cute, cute. So if you do want to check out the minivans and go watch some cartoons on the road, 
Be sure to book your trip using our sponsor. Our podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. They're a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency that books and plans family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and so much more. It doesn't cost extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Their vacation planners help plan their clients' perfect family vacation, so all you have to do is show up have fun, and create those family memories. You can start by getting a free no-obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. Not to brag, I'm so much better at the www than you are. <laughs> I practice sometimes in the mirror. Guys, if this is your first episode listening, you should know that when Sab says it, she goes, It's a lot of Ws. I want it to be my ringtone. I want Sab saying www to be my ringtone. The funniest thing, I had to explain this to somebody at work because, so I'm a vet tech and I was checking in a family the other day and like, usually it's like one or two adults and I can handle that. This, there was like a family, like of six people in the room. And I am such an introvert when I don't know someone or know people. And I like perfectly sweating. I couldn't talk. So like when I do the little spiel for our sponsor i get really nervous that's such a funny spot to get nervous like you sit here and talk to me this whole time completely free reign and that's the one spot where i don't want to say it's scripted because at this point we kind of got it down but like it's it's in front of you if you need it it just i don't know i think it's like the the presentation in my brain is like we're presenting it and then i'm like oh my god there's people listening to me (laughs) That's when you realize that people listen to our podcast. The rest of the time, we're just talking. That's fair. It's a nice casual conversation. I can I can understand that. I'll give it to you. I don't have an introverted bone in my body, so I can't relate, but I can understand. Yeah. So that was just like fun to like explain at work because I'm definitely not introverted to the girls I work with anymore. Yeah, you know them. (laughs) But we're talking busy days in the park today. And these usually go for weekends holidays or events like run disney those weekends are always going to be crazy busy depends on the park but usually busy holidays definitely too if it's long weekends like a holiday that maybe falls on a friday or a monday memorial day for instance that's usually a long weekend something like that is going to make the park really crowded and then just certain times of the year from june to the beginning of august it's going to be crowded kids are in school December in general is pretty crowded, but especially from Christmas to New Year's, that is the most crowded you will see the park because no one has school. People want to be in Disney at Christmas time. The cooler weather alone brings people in. We are here to help you navigate your way around them. So we have compiled a list, some right off the top of our brains. We also asked on our Instagram for what you guys do to navigate busy days. So we're going to give you the list we compiled of different tips and tricks to help you navigate busy days in Walt Disney World. Most will also work for Disneyland. First one is going to be activities for long lines. We actually have a whole episode of this, and I scrolled back through all of our 93 episodes and found out it's episode 27. That is the one that we talk about things to do in long lines. So. That's insane because that's over a year ago and I feel like we did that so recently. We could totally do that episode again, like with an updated version. So those are all of our recommendations for long lines. Even any parks, like even Six Flags or Hirsch Park, like these work anywhere. Just Airport. how to handle them. How to entertain yourself in a line yeah. basically is what that whole episode is about. 
That will help on busy days because those busy days, you got lines up to three hours sometimes with certain rides. Yeah. I saw a screenshot of one on someone's story where there was a ride that was 250 minutes. That way, 300 minutes is five hours. Yeah. Holy crap. And people were waiting in that. It was seven doors, I think. Oh my gosh. One time I waited, um, <laughs> it said like 180 minutes or something. And I didn't process in my head that that was three hours. And I was like, this isn't that bad and hopped in line. And I thought Rick was going to kill me. We were at about 30 minutes in before the light bulb went off. And I realized how long we were actually waiting. Yeah. We got out of line. My dad has this rule where it's like 75 or more, we can circle back. <laughs> yeah. So that is actually where our next tip comes in, kind of revolving around that and with the wait times. Disney came out recently in the last year with Disney Genie, which everyone knows Disney Genie Plus. That is a paid option that we will talk about. But Disney Genie is a free option on the My Disney Experience app. And one of the features of Disney Genie is it gives you the predicted wait times, which I think is awesome. So if you don't really know Disney that well and you are going and you want to ride Space Mountain, and you check the wait time and it's two hours, but you're going to be there all day, you can check the predicted wait time. And it might tell you that by 8 o'clock, it's usually only 30 minutes. So then you can make a plan to circle back to that. So with Zab's dad's idea, if it's over 75, you circle back. That's something you can do with Disney Genie and get an idea of when is the best time to circle back, if it's worth circling back. Because if you didn't know that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is usually at least an hour and a half, you might circle back and it's still an hour and a half. So that's like a decision you could make then using that app. So a lot of things with Disney Genie, I'm like, oh, this is just something to do. But I actually think that feature of it is really helpful. You know who has the coolest feature on their app? Universal. They have a feature on their app where you can put that you want to get alerted if a weight drops. Oh, cool. If you want to ride Hagrid's, but you're like, I'm not going to wait more than 40 minutes, you can put alert me when it's below 40 and you'll get an update on your phone. That's so cool. And I think Disney needs to steal that. I only have the wait time app. Like, I don't have the Universal app. I have, like, literally, like, Universal ride times yeah you have like a separate app right i remember you using the disney one and it was something different that just showed like all wait times yeah so i don't know like if it's like people entering it it's just like easy because like like, islands of adventure it's probably Um, like the equivalent of using ways instead of apple maps like ways people enter it manually oh cool so like you get the updates of like there's a cop here like the ways will tell you that yeah our our Uber driver the other day was telling us he was like he was like promoting and I was like do you work for Waze or something (laughs) oh I love Waze I think it's great Waze is so much better than Apple Apple's easier Waze is better I use Google Maps is is that what it's called Luke and I have different ones I just have the Maps app yeah that's Apple Maps so he is and then he has Google Maps then he have an iPhone yeah but he has a different it's like different setup. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha. Different. different. Remember what you When you had the map shoved in the side of your car or your yeah. box? My dad would be like, what exit? <laughs> map quest. Um, Never wanted shotgun. 
Also adding to the genie, which tells you helpful wait times, going back, circle back through later the day. It's best to avoid park hopping for that exact reason. You can always park hop. It's up to you. We're not telling you not to. It's just easier because then you can stay in the park all day. There's a fluctuation of crowds that come in and leave and come in and leave. So you have all day to kind of get everything in. It does take a full day to do pretty much everything. Even then, you might not do everything. And then for leaving the park, it's hard because there's long lines for like buses, boats, monorails, walking, crowds in and out. And now with the reservation system, if you wanted to go back to the park you started at, there might be a chance that you won't be able to go back in. Very true. I'm going to give the opposite opinion on this one too. <laughs> because park hopping does take a long time and Sap and I are constantly team don't park hop. However, if it is absolutely mopped and you have an annual pass or you do have the park hopper option, check on the app and check the wait times at other parks. Especially at the holiday season, everybody wants to see Magic Kingdom at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom are two of the best decorated parks at Christmas. But everyone wants to see Magic Kingdom. Check the wait times. Go look at the other parks. This is one situation where it might be worth it to park up because that hour that it might take you to park up could end up giving you so much more for your money. And at the same time, it could be just as crowded somewhere else if the wait times are just as bad. So that is something to look at. Use Disney Genie. Use my Disney experience before you make that decision to park hop if you're going to do it or not. Because like we always say, park hopping is very time consuming. And on a busy day, it can actually, in the most literal sense, make or break you. Like it could make your day a thousand times better or a thousand times worse. Yeah. So but if you're in Disneyland, who cares? Because it's across the street. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you can just keep running back and forth. The just remember, park for park hopping with the new rule, you can't park hop till after two. So if you're in Magic Kingdom and it is crowded and you're dying, you're stuck there till two. Or you can leave and then go to the hotel and then go to a new park at two. But you can't go into anywhere until two o'clock. Yeah. So. You can always leave, go to one of the three resorts, and then take the monorail over and do the transportation thing. But All that fun stuff. Yeah, so up to you and how crazy it is. Uh, we went for New Year's once, and it was so crazy. And all six of us were just in agreement. We're like, we're good to leave. We're like, <laughs> this is okay. So, we're done. <laughs> up to you guys and your family and how much you want to force it. While we are talking about the app still, let's talk Genie Plus. So this is a paid option. This is going to cost you $15 plus tax. That 15 does not include tax per person, per day. So if you have a four-day ticket and you want to add Genie Plus each day, you have to make sure that you are budgeted for an additional $60 per person. Yeah. What Genie Plus is going to do is it's going to help you skip some of those lines. If you know the old FastPass system, it's now called Lightning Lane. By purchasing Genie Plus, you have access to pick a Lightning Lane to cut a line. You can only pick one at a time. There are so many ins and outs to it in the most general idea general idea you can have one at a time if it's been two hours since you picked it you can pick another so you can have a two then and then if it's been two hours you can have another there are ins and outs we will do a full thing on it if you have questions about it 
feel free to message us, email us, whatever. We can help explain it for you. Disney Food Blog does an amazing job explaining it. They have episodes that are like 20 or so minutes long that literally will break down every single thing you need to know. So much of it I felt like was trial and error. Yeah. I'm not a visual learner or like a listener learner or reader. Like I need to do it to learn. Yeah. And so we, when we were at Disneyland, I was like, all right, I'm like solely going to do this the whole time so I can learn what it is. And it was relatively easy for me and I'm not tech savvy at all. So like, you just have to put in, you have to put in a lot of effort. I feel like I was on my phone the whole day. Yeah. I definitely thought it was, it was very easy to work once I figured it out. Like I would pick one and then set a two hour alarm on my phone. My phone battery was drained by the end. Yeah. But this is a really good way to skip the lines, especially if you're there at a crowded time of year. It really can help you get ahead and it can help you get on the rides that are most important to you. Because sometimes in the crowded times, you have to pick what is most important to you and Genie Plus can help guarantee you those most important rides and attractions. The only other thing I want to add about Genie Plus, my personal opinion, I believe Sabs as well, it's not that worth it in Epcot or Animal Kingdom. Even on the crowded days, it's really not going to get you that much more. Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, I have used it in both, and I have found it very worth it there on busy days. Yeah. Epcot and Animal Kingdom, not really. I've actually yet to use Genie Plus in Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh, I used it at Hollywood Studios. Got to ride way more than I would have because it was on a, a race weekend. So we were able to get on everything we want to do in Hollywood Studios some a few times, um, even though a Genie Plus can actually, like a Lightning Lane, you can only pick one per attraction. So like we used it for Toy Story Mania and then we wanted to ride it again and we had to wait in line because you can't pick it again. Yeah. And then we used it at Magic Kingdom and that was like power move. That was also a run weekend. So we got on so much. Yeah. We did it for the Cars ride, which is also like equivalent to the test track in Walt Disney World, if you haven't seen it. And we had park hopped one day and it was, I think it was 95 minutes and then it was climbing. Like there was like no end in sight. I really wanted to get on it because my mother and father had said like, go to Cars, go to Cars, go to Cars. And I was like, oh my God, we have to go to Cars. <laughs> and so we bought the lightning lanes for that only. Was that the individual attraction yeah. selection? So the individual ones in Disneyland are like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Tower of Terror, and then the Cars, which is Test Track. But they were all out of lightning lanes for the Guardians at like 10 a.m. Which is totally something to consider when buying Genie Plus. If you're buying it midday, you have to make sure that they still have what you need. Yes. We're going to do a whole episode about Genie Plus soon because the more we're talking, the more I'm realizing how much information we actually have to share with the world. Yeah. To help break it down. It's a lot. It's a lot of information and like it's a lot of new information, which is horrible because like it's not like the fast pass system where it's been here for years. And the only thing that's changed with the fast pass system was it used to be physical tickets and then it turned to your phone. Now it's like a whole nother thing. Well, and it's still new, and they're still working on the kinks, so it's constantly going to be changing until they have it exactly where they want it. But it stinks. Like, I feel like your phone battery does drain, and, like, you don't want to be on your phone the whole day, but, like, you ha have to. I agree. I'm not a phone person. I hate having to pull it out as often as you do. And, like, I just feel so – I think it's, like, me, like, dating a person that doesn't use their phone too often. Every time I pulled it out for Genie Plus, like, I'm like, I'm not texting, I promise. <laughs> 
<laughs> I usually will have whoever's next to me. I'll be like, let's do this together. Because then I don't feel like I'm just like out of the socializing. I'm like, here, if we do this together, it's an activity rather than me just on my phone. Or like you. That's have- just me being psycho though and not liking phones. And you could do like, I guess like a group thing. Because like even when we did fast passes, when we lived there, we would pick them all in the morning and then we would just, that would be the three of the day and we didn't really care. Mm-hmm. So like as long as you like pick as a group or if like your group doesn't care, then like you can do it fast. It's aggravating. I used to just like sometimes go to the park without my phone altogether because your magic band was your key. Like good to go. It's sad. And I wish they had like fast pass kiosks. How cool would that be still? Or you could do like Genie Plus with it. Oh yeah, I guess they did have to close all of them. Yeah, they used to do the kiosks for them. We used to, oh my God, this was so, like so long ago where we would get in line for something. My dad would go get six fast passes, like physical ones that came from the machine. So he had to go to the ride for the fast pass. Yeah, he'd like run there in the morning basically. And so, like, if we went to Splash Mountain, he'd be like, all right, I'm going to get Fast Passes for Space Mountain and then have to meet us back at Splash Mountain. And this is why they have to bring back the train, because it would be a nice, relaxing trip for him. <laughs> oh, he would never make it. We're not going <laughs> to make it. We're not going to make it. But, like, when I think about, like, all the new technology now, I'm like, but what about the OG? Like, and it was always the dads. It was all dads in line for the Fast Passes. I just, like, this is, like, such a happy little memory. Like, when we used to get those fast passes at the park, I don't know, like, if we, like, messed up or the ride broke down. I had one when we did the Indiana Jones show. Remember we got a fast pass that day? We got one from Tower of Terror. Yeah. And we had one from Oyster Mania at one point, too. Yeah. And then on Juju's birthday, one of my Disney College program roommates, it was like her birthday, so she was like decked out in birthday stuff. And the guy just like kept handing out fast passes to us. He gave us like four. I bet they can do something similar with Lightning Lane. It just hasn't happened to us yet. Please let us know if it's happened to you because I'm curious. Because they have to have some kind of physical thing to be able to make it happen. That's true. So with the app, although we don't enjoy the app, we still use the app because you got to do what you got to do. It's a good app. It's very helpful. All of our tips so far have been use the app, basically. So this is the one with mobile ordering. This will save you a lot of time with getting food. I believe pretty much every place besides the sit-down restaurants should have an option for mobile ordering. I don't believe the Starbucks on Main Street has this, though. It does not because it gets so crowded there. Almost all of the quick services have it. One spot where you won't really see this you can't mobile order that many things in Epcot because so much of it is booths. Yeah. But just the normal quick service restaurants, the majority of them do have the mobile order option. And you'll see the little booth that's like over the cash register that says mobile order pick up and you go in, tell them your number and get your food. It's really easy. It is easy. It saves you so much time and effort. You can also see the menu. Sometimes they have pictures of what they look like, which is helpful for me. (laughs) (laughs) I like to see what I'm getting. That is fair. That's how I pick. I just look at the picture and pick my food. Yeah. But yeah, mobile ordering is a really good way to save some time. Very, very good in the busy crowds, especially if you do it earlier. Um, Something to know for busy days. 
mobile ordering, you have to pick a time slot that you're going to be there to pick up your food. On the not busy days, the time slot will be like now till 1230. It'll start with now. On a busy day, the busier restaurants, you might not get your food for like two hours. So if you know in the morning that you're going to want Woody's lunchbox at one o'clock, order it earlier and plan your day to be there at one o'clock. Because when you go on at one o'clock, Woody's lunchbox gets very crowded. You might not be able to mobile order the food then because they might have already shut down that time slot. It's not as bad now that the regular cash registers are open again and you can still order physically if you want. So many people don't do mobile order anymore. When it was like prime COVID and they were only doing mobile ordering, you could not get the food you wanted unless you got on there so early. So four busy days, keep that in mind. You might want to order it sooner than you plan on being there or order it for an hour per minute and then hop in that long line that you really wanted to hop into because then you have something to look forward to. That's true. Our other tip is not to be, being overwhelmed and hangry are not okay. So definitely work out something to get food and have lots of patience for these big days. A fed group is a happy group. That is my logic. If your group is fed and in a good mood, it makes busy days so much easier. Even if that just means bringing some fruit snacks with you, bringing your meals, whatever you need to do to keep people fed, it'll help with the patients. It'll help with the overall energy of the day. No one needs a hangry party. Hangry or like, I need caffeine sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like still remember to this day, we were standing in line at Millennium Falcon the middle of July and Gina was like oh you're tired and I was like I need caffeine it's so hot that day just like it was never and I was still sweating at 9 p.m when we were on the Skyliner with the yeah. air too oh late. there's pictures of us and you can see the sweat dripping down oh. our faces it's so gross yeah so whatever you need to make it through the day there are time for snack breaks there's time to get quick service stuff use it use those breaks get some food, recoup. Even Luke, Luke took a nap in the middle of the Animation Academy in Disney's California. Mm -hmm. He is not an active person all day and putting him actively throughout the day, I don't want to deal with a cranky person. (laughs) That goes into one of my favorite tips, especially if you have a big party. Don't be afraid to separate from the group. There are so many spots where this tip works. First of all, if you have a big group and it's a busy day, trying to get 15 people wrangled in to go through those crowds to all go somewhere that everyone might not want to go to is just sounds terrible if your group wants to separate it might be really worth it to do that other situations where it might be helpful to separate while you're going to get quick service food it might be helpful for half the group to go find tables and sit down because it's going to be busy it might be helpful before fireworks or a show, I think that this is a great time to have your food break is if you really want to see the parade to sit down on the parade route and have your food because it can get so crowded. It might be helpful for most of your party to go sit on that parade route and hold your spot while the rest goes to get the food. Like separating from your group can make such a big difference on those crowded days. And that I think is something that like really needs to be considered. I know when you're picturing this picture perfect family vacation, it's we're all going to be here the entire time. Busy days cause chaos. 
chaos makes people do a lot of things that they wouldn't say things that they wouldn't normally say, feel ways that they wouldn't normally, especially in that Florida heat. Don't be afraid to separate when needed. Yes. As you become adults too, and like you have preferences of what you do at Disney, there's things like that too. Like food and wine last year, I didn't want any of the booths that my family wanted. So I wanted Japan and they stopped right at the America Pavilion. I was like, all right, I'm going to Japan. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes you just need to walk away, go do your thing and then come back. Yeah. I was like, I really just want sushi. (laughs) Please let me get sushi. Absolutely fair. Oh, yeah. So there is an option to do single rider on some rides. Some rides are currently testing them out, like Soren. They're not available just yet, but they will be shortly. They're prepping for that holiday season. So if you don't care who you sit next to and you're okay with strangers and just want to get on the ride, single rider is totally okay. It's usually faster. There's some rides that it's about the same weight like rock and roller coaster sometimes it's the same exact weight for both rides if not longer because people think oh a single rider that's short and then everybody gets in that line it doesn't really help so definitely keep an eye on the wait time for that as well as just talking to your group i hate it everest though it'll always be quicker yeah no one goes in the single rider line in everest on expedition everest That's another, just separate from your group if you want, because, like, have your group be willing to separate, because if you go on that single rider line, if you're just trying to get the most out of your day ride-wise, not worried, like Sab said, you're not worried about who you're next to, you're going to get a lot of your time back, especially on rides like Everest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I just, you know, I'm I'm there with who I'm there with, so I don't want to ride a ride with a person I don't know. That's fair. And also, you don't really mind the lines. Like, I think waiting in line is part of the fun of a theme park. To a point, two hours is not fun. But, like, we can make, we can have fun for 45 minutes to an hour and entertain ourselves. And that's, like, time to spend with the people that you're there with. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't see my family as often as I would like. So when we're at Disney, if we're stuck in line for two hours, I really don't care. Yeah. You're hanging out. It's part of the fun. I learned thinking about my family, like we were asking questions to each other, like we've never heard. So it was just really fun to like kind of catch up that way. So yeah, if you don't care and you want to do that, do that. If not, single rider is always there. I don't know why, but in the past I was at Disney California and I had braces. I also was wearing a hood and my sister kept calling me a single rider. <laughs> and like personally, and I was like, I... I was trying to come up with a memory the other day. And then when I wrote this little tip, I was like, why did she call me the single word? <laughs> Maybe it was just a dream. No, because we talk about it now. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. It's probably one of those things that maybe if she just saw it got to you. Yeah. Like we used to call my sister poop and onions just because it got to her. So we just kept calling her that. A reaction. Yeah. It's that little sister thing, you know? Yeah. Another ride option to help you beat the crowds. This is for if you have kids or maybe someone who needs to be attended. The rider swap is an option that can really help you beat the crowds so that you don't have to wait in line twice. I wish more people knew about this. I feel really bad for the people who don't. My brother and his wife take full advantage of this. They just got back from Disney and my little niece got to ride everything twice because of this. 
how Rider Swap works is, all right, let's say me and Sab were there and we had a five-year-old child with us and a one-year-old child with us. Five-year-old can do all the rides. One-year-old can't. Sab can take the five-year-old and go on the ride. If we go to the cast member before and set up Rider Swap, when she gets off the ride, now I get to ride and I can go on the ride and actually the five-year-old gets to go twice. Cool. You don't so you have go to ride through the anymore. normal line or you go through the exit. So the person who rides it the first time will have to wait in the full line. The person who swaps in will get to go through the lightning lane line. Cool. And do they, like, could you go in the line together and then say they're with rider swap, kind of wait at the exit and then switch? No, they have you wait on the outside when you do rider swap. So the person waiting with the one-year-old or whatever age is just kind of stuck hanging out. Cool. Okay. Or taking them on to another ride because the time it takes to get on Space Mountain, you could totally ride three other rides depending on what you go for. All right. So there's actually like a lot more tips too for rides and attractions. Number one tip, rope drop. This is going to be the lowest number of people you'll see all day. It looks like a lot because you're all clumped together and you're just hyped up. A lot of caffeine. It's actually the lowest number that you'll see all day, even at closing. I don't know. Sometimes at closing, if the park is open really late, like when you have a night when the park's open until like 11 or 12, that's pretty empty, even on the busiest days, because the middle of the day is always going to be the busiest. Yeah. Rope drop and staying until close are so helpful, though, to conquer those busy days. Some people even recommend, and depending on how crowded it is, I can get behind it, leaving in the middle of the day and going to your hotel and going swimming or taking a nap if the crowds are getting to you this is a great plan if crowds don't bug you there's other things you can do during the day but morning and night are going to be your least crowded times that first hour and that last hour and if you're staying on property it's actually like we almost regretted not leaving when we were at disney california adventure we had, like, done everything that we wanted to do, and we could have easily, like, we stayed in Animation Academy for, like, two hours, where that time could have been spent at the resort. So, so he took a nap on the floor. Yeah. He could, have I, taken a night, he could have taken an hour and a half nap in his bed rather than a two-hour nap on the yeah. floor. And I mobile ordered coffee. I went and got the coffee, came back. Like, we sat there. We were watching all the cute little cartoons. It was a whole process. <laughs> whole process for what we we could have left in and mm-hmm. changed came back some people swear by this and do it every time whether it's crowded or not like they will go back midday take a nap go to the pool just have a relaxing middle of the day and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do especially on those busy times it can really really make your day more bearable my brother has said if he's if we are ever to leave the park, like he would not go back. That's actually why my mom won't leave because she knows she won't go back if she leaves. Yeah. So my mom stays all day. My dad can leave and come back and have no issue. Yeah. I think it's like the the getting up for round two, the second wind, and he doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't like have that like, ooh, we're at Disney kind yeah. of flow. So <laughs> for him, he's just like, if we leave, I'm good. <laughs> So an option for him that we have on here as well, he might want to go see some shows midday. Those attraction ride lines get really, really long, but the shows, even when the line is crazy long, those theaters 
are usually ginormous. Like most of them are huge where anyone in line is going to get into the shows. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously. I've waited through three shows of PhilharMagic on occasion because I love it and want to see it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'll make the next one. And then I don't. But most of the theaters, if you're in line, you're going to make it into the next show. So that's a great option in the middle of the day to avoid the crowds outside, get a break, and just relax for a little bit. Yes. There are some shows where you can bring foods and drinks. There are some shows where they are totally against it not allowed to have it out so if you want to snack while you watch a show make sure you figure out which ones are allowed to do that little rule of thumb usually is if it's an indoor theater they're going to tell you you got to put this get rid of the stuff before you go in if it's an outdoor theater you should be fine yeah some theaters like phantasmic which is an outdoor amphitheater they literally sell food in the theater yeah like a little baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Like, I'm like, like I, I swear to you, I feel like they should, like, walk around with it, like, hot dogs, get your hot dogs. Bud light here. There was one guy at the uh, game recently, and he was in our way. He was in our view, and we were like, please move, sir. Nobody wants beer in this section. No one's spending $10 on a beer right now. Just, like, go up a few stairs. 10. I just lowballed that hard. But that is a good way to take a break and get away from the crowds a little bit, and it'll help break up your day. And most of the shows, actually, that's that's their show times. A lot of the shows, unless it's something like PhilharMagic, which is a show on a screen on repeat, the other shows, when they're done, they're done because the actors are done for the day. So Indiana Jones only has a certain run times, and then it's done. You can't go see that at 9 o'clock at night. So that is something to keep in mind. That is so true. <laughs> it's like, wow. I've never <laughs> thought about that. Um, another good helpful tip is to make a list of do's and don'ts. If you're with a big group, like Gina's family is 45 people. <laughs> I'm counting. <laughs> There's Italian Catholics. <laughs> Making that do's and don'ts list really helps. Even at the end of the day, at like, 6 p.m., my dad will ask us each what ride we want to do before we leave. And depending on which one that is, because, of course, all four children pick the mountains and then Peter Pan. So, like, we have to ixnay something. Yeah, this is really good to do before your trip, too. Before you even get there or even just, like, on the bus ride on the way there. Like, real quick, what's everyone's I need to do this ride? It's hard if you're with people who have never been there. But, like, also, you know your people. You know your friends. You know your family. You know, even if they have never been to Magic Kingdom, you know you have a general idea of what they're going to like. Like, if they don't want to ride the carousel, don't ride the carousel. Yeah. Don't force it if no one wants to ride it just because it's a classic. That is called It's a Small World Syndrome. My mother. It's a, it's a disease people get where they feel as though they need to ride It's a Small World just because it's a classic. Even though no one in the group likes it. Your mother at least likes the ride. There are people who no one likes it. They just feel like they have to ride it. So they do. You don't. Even on the busiest days, you really don't. Yeah. But yeah, deciding your list of must-dos can really help you conquer the busy day. Because you're not going to force things that didn't need to be done. And you can make sure that what you need to do, you get to do. Plus, at the end of the day, like, if you save the checklist and you have it on your phone, like, you feel accomplished by doing those rather than 
not making the list and then doing a bunch of things and feeling like you did you missed things and I feel like that's such a that's such a travel thing is like when you just like have all these ideas in your head and you're like and then you're done with the trip and you're like oh but we didn't do this oh but we didn't do this but look at all the things you did do and that'll help you have a satisfying end of the day rather than like a like oh we skipped that yeah which I will always be upset when we don't ride Peter Pan. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I have to, like, eat it sometimes because, unfortunately, most young children like that ride, too. It doesn't seat that many people per hour. So that line gets and crazy. Too, because it is also that it's a small world thing where you just see so many people in that crossway between Peter Pan and it's small world. And you feel like you need to get on it because everybody's there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get on it. You need to walk by so I can get on it. <laughs> it's a small world syndrome. It's a thing. Yes. And it's like the tight, like, tight squeeze of all these people. And then they, like, let out. And I feel like they're just so trapped. Bottleneck. Yeah. I think that's the official term. Right? I don't know. It's when it, like, funnels in. When, it, like, multiple, like, a big area turns into a small area. It's called bottlenecking. Oh. Interesting. I think so. I'm sure someone will tell me if I'm wrong. Please do. It's also called merging. <laughs> Funneling? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I like you bottleneck. Big open area, and then you go into the small area where there's two ride entrances. It's just so sad. Why can't Peter Pan be elsewhere? And they put, like, it's a... Or, because it's snowball. a Fantasyland ride. What do you mean? It's... Oh. But if you're it in Neverland. You're never growing up. I have a theory. If it wasn't in that funnel section, it would not bottleneck. be <laughs> the bottleneck section. It would not be as crowded. I think it would. People want to put their kids on it. Luke was really mad when we went to Disneyland, and we were like right before the fireworks, and I was like, "So there's one ride I have to do, and everybody's waiting at the fireworks." And he's like, <laughs> and then I take him on that ride, and he was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you did go on a good time though that's one of our tips on our list yes helping with the busy days doing rides and attractions during parades and fireworks especially so during the parades if you have like more childish rides you want to do that is a good time like during a parade you're gonna like walk on to dumbo because that's who's watching the parade it's the same people who would ride that during the fireworks that is any ride is fair game Yes, and the lines will be shorter. Be cautious of what ride you want to do because some rides actually shut down during the fireworks. Everything's open during the fireworks. There was one time where, this is where I get confused too, because there was one time where we were about to get in line for Peter Pan. And we talked. We were closed because of the fireworks. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Someone lied to you because we, we went on Peter Pan during the fireworks. And that's what, And then I was like, Huh. And like my whole family is like, huh, maybe that's like a new role. Like we were like, huh. yeah. The only uh, thing I can think of is if you couldn't get to it, maybe, or were you like at the Peter Pan entrance? No, we were at the Peter Pan entrance. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a thing though. Peter Pan is usually open for fireworks. And there was also like a, a story that this other girl told me where she got in line at like 59 and the park closed at whatever time after that. Like it was like 8.59, the park closed at 9. And they didn't let her on. See, and they're supposed to let you on because that is, I'm like the queen of doing that. I'm such a jerk. 
and I have never had an issue and got like I've never gotten turned away which and then we talked about that too so I was like maybe it was just situational like there's some there's sometimes where cast members because of some like if they're new to working there or like had never been to Disney and they're like oh we close at nine so like nobody's allowed on before then like they might just be new to the rules and don't know I don't know yeah I would say that those are probably the outliers of the situation yeah because during the parades and fireworks you can get on just about everything great times the rides times are normally down on busy days the there's still going to be lines, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be like what it is when they're not going on. Yeah. And then after the fireworks, stay, because that's when everyone starts leaving. Yes, that would be transportation madness as well. Yes. God, the monorail line, it's like horrifying. It goes quick, but yeah, it's very intimidating. But yeah, added on to another option is saving the best for last kind of thing walk on the ride at 8 59 when the park closes at nine it'll be a shorter wait you still might wait a lot i mean we like waited for avatar as the park closed and we waited like an hour yeah that one's really situational because when i was at hollywood studios and it was a really crowded day it was a run weekend we saved rise of the resistance for last we walked on yeah so it depends on the day it depends on the crowd that day like a crazy crowd could still it could just be all filled with types of people who leave early like it's you don't know what kind of people are there that day it could be filled with types of people who are like Sab and I and stay until the very last minute so you don't really know what you're getting but hopping on a ride at the end of the day is definitely a good use of your time on the busy days my bucket list item for like situational scenario is to be the last person on slinky dog with whoever i'm with and like us be the only people on the roller coaster oh i'll do that with you that sounds good the last like we would just like keep letting people in front of us uh-huh. and then we're like the last ones but i want to be like asking the cast member like hey like can we just be alone on this we tried for tower of terror we we're like can you separate us and put us on two different ones it was like me and you and then like strangers and they put us together remember they're like no we can't do that yeah because it's all about getting people out which is completely fair like we did not argue we're like okay we just words you can say is no yeah i was one of the last people on seven dwarfs mine train and then leaving the park was awesome there was no one there it was back when there used to be extra magic hours so there was nobody left in the park and we were the only ones love it and it, were, we waited for like an hour or so after the park closed so it was literally like as empty as it gets yeah we were the last ones on one of the animal kingdom ones it was only me and one of my roommates and we we were like wait what is the way out because usually we follow people <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue where i am right now it was so dark there too because that park gets so dark at oh, night yeah and we were like, My mom well, can't do that park at night. Fun fact, because she has bad vision. Can't do that park at night. So dark. And yeah, I want to, I want to see what it's like now that I need glasses at night. But like, <laughs> it was, we were like, do we walk this way? Do we walk this way? Where do we go? That's funny. One tip that we have that this theory, that tip ruins this tip. So one of the things that we have is save your shopping for the end of the day. Because the parks 
especially in the busy areas like Main Street USA, the stores get really, really, really crowded. So a way to avoid the crowds in the stores is to go to those stores at the end of the day because they're actually open for 45 minutes after park close. They will leave the doors open. All of Main Street is open. You can get ice cream or Casey's Corner for 45 minutes after the park closes, and you can sit there and relax and eat your food. If you wait to get on a ride at the end, you will probably miss the shopping or miss the Casey's Corner or ice cream parlor, whatever you're trying to do. So that is a good way to avoid the crowds. Wait until the end of the day. However, you most likely cannot do that and a ride. You have to pick between the two of what you want to do to end your day because they're going to cross over each other. Yeah. So it also depends on who you're with, too, because, and this is the part where, like, separating for your party also works. People want to shop, they go shop. People that want to ride rides, go ride. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can help there. Which is always a funny debate. We went to Disney without my brother last time. He didn't want to go. And he's the only person that rides Mission Space with me. I love Mission (laughs) Space. I think it's, like, I love the tummy tingle feeling. But, like, it was my sisters and then Luke, and I was like, anybody, like, come on. (laughs) And, like, Lexi was on board, but she wanted everybody else to be on board to go. And I was like, well, I'm not riding by myself. (laughs) Oh, you get to ride it? No, but I I just know I'm going to go back at some point. So it's not – I'm not devastated. Especially with Guardians of the Galaxy right next to it. That's true. Nobody will really be on it in the future. So this is a funny tip. Sam actually wrote this one, which cracks me up. Know which bathrooms are least crowded. You know why I wrote it? <laughs> because of my rant I went on last week about the Finding oh, Nemo bathroom. Because I'm the one waiting outside the bathroom for you, Luke, and my sister. I'll have to pee like every five minutes. <laughs> so I'm the one waiting outside. This is more for the people that are with the person that has to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing with the bathrooms. I have to say, Disney bathroom lines actually move quicker than any bathroom line anywhere in the world. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Disney bathrooms. I can't believe we're about to just sit here for a few minutes talking about Disney bathrooms. But most of them have multiple, I'm going to call them hallways, multiple rows of stalls and a line forms because people don't realize so when you get towards the front of the line and you can go to the other stalls go to them walk a little bit farther i bet you they are all open yeah just know sometimes walking a little bit farther can make the bathroom experience go so much quicker because if you just walk to the next bathroom if you can't if you can't make it to the next one, wait in the line. But just remember, when you get towards the front of the line, there's probably a whole other row of stalls open. Yes. The other row of stalls, the people that are with, the people that have to pee a bunch, just pee while they pee because then you don't need to stop when they don't need to stop. If That's anyone how- ever says they have to go to the bathroom, I'm like, cool, I'll go because yeah. I'd rather go then. Some rides also have bathrooms in the line. For instance, Flight of Passage has a bathroom in the queue. So if you're in the queue and have to go, or if your group is walking to the queue and you have to go, if you can hold it until you get to there, you can actually go once you're in the line and you won't have to hold up your whole party. Yeah. That's a new thing that they're doing for those lines that are ridiculous. Yes. Which is definitely helpful. It was It was funny. Luke said something like once and he was like, I'm so sorry I have to pee so much. And I was like, honestly, I'm so used to this. 
I I've been trained. But that is my time where I sit down and do Genie Plus stuff. Yeah, that's a good time to do it. Whether you're waiting outside or while you're sitting on the toilet, whatever you got to do. It's also the perfect time to sit down and people watch, to recoup, fix your bag. (laughs) I have kept myself preoccupied during those times. (laughs) That's fair. And bathrooms are definitely all over Walt Disney property. So again, just don't be afraid to walk a little bit farther. The one outside of Tower of Terror never has a line, but right down Sunset Boulevard, that one's always mobbed. So if you just walk farther towards Tower of Terror, boom, no line. Run Disney is also like the best time to figure out which bathrooms. My sister decided to go in France where everybody else was going in France. <laughs> I used a porter potty during Run Disney on the side of the road. I can't do those. I, can't. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I really can't do the porter potties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so finishing it up just about. We've talked about using quick service, how much that can save you time on the busy days. Sit-down restaurants are also a good way to avoid the crowds for a little bit if you have a reservation. One way to save yourself time and kind of avoid the crowds a little bit for parades and fireworks. You're going to have to get there early when it's really crowded. This is a good time for a food break while you're just chilling there. So how I said earlier, you can like separate from your party. Someone can go get the food. They can go get the quick service and bring it back here. Really good, especially because on busy days, all of the tables in the quick service area will probably be taken. So you can go sit on the ground and wait for the parade or wait for the fireworks and eat your food. Also a great time for a snack break to sit there and just relax And if people are eating, they're happy. That's just a life lesson. If people have food, they're fine. So that is a really good way to preoccupy yourself, your children, your significant others, your friends. Give them food. And it's a good way to get there early and be able to have a good spot for the parades or the fireworks and see it from where you want to and keep yourself preoccupied in the meantime. Beat those crowds. Yeah, I feel like as I'm going to get into my older Disney stage, I feel like I'm going to turn into that person that brings like a blanket and like sits on it, <laughs> like has a full meal. Just relaxes. Oh, I have sat there and eaten plenty of Casey's Corner on my little tray waiting for the fireworks to start, just sitting on the ground waiting. I feel like I've always been go, go, go. And I feel like now with this like new era of like, I've written everything and there's like, till like Chon comes out. And, like, things like that, that I'm just going to be, like, I want to do Disney different. Like, slow down. Enjoy the things we like and not do the small world stuff. No, it's a small world syndrome. We're not having it, guys. Yeah. So, it'll be fun to do that. But, yes, firework stuff, quick service. This was a really fun episode. (laughs) I liked this one. I feel like we could do a whole other part two of it. Yeah. Like we could have just kept going because as we were talking, I felt like we were coming up with even like expanding on them made it ha- feel like there was even more than there was. Yeah, and there's still like more tips and tricks to dealing with busy days. I just don't want you guys to be overwhelmed. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the best tip for busy days is just take a second and step back. Yeah, step to the side. Don't just stop in the middle of the road, but. Um, if you just take a second and just step back and collect yourself, 
you have all these tips we just gave you. You can conquer this busy day. When things don't go well at work, we have this like saying, and I don't know if I'm the one that started it. Just say you are. There's no one here to argue it. You started it. Because like, so there's, there's what I'm going to call a challenging dog, a dog that doesn't want to be at the vet that we have to hold and like things aren't going well. The typical way of doing something is not going well. We actually let go and we all look at each other and we say, okay, a different tactic. And that's like the, the two words together that like, we're all just like, huh? Okay. And like, it's, we're saying that out loud, like takes the overwhelming, like <gasps> stress, like pent up that you can feel the tension in the room. It like fully clears it. And you have like a clear slate. When we were at Disneyland, I was like, all right, different tactic because this isn't going well. Do you ever watch The Middle? Is that a show, movie? Yeah, it's a show. It's so funny. But they, they were on their way to Disney in the show and their word was Orlando. So they would be like, Orlando. Like, if someone got, like, someone was getting flustered or heated, they would say Orlando, and everyone had to, like, back off and give them space. Yeah. But I, I guys, code words work. So, like, because when my friend group went, our word was Orlando. It's like, if you needed a second to collect yourself. Yeah. But sometimes in those busy crowds, you might just need a second. You might need a different tactic. You just have to step back and figure out what you're going to do. Check your list of the rides that you had planned. Maybe you have to cross one off. Yeah. It happens. Maybe you finish it all and you get to just do whatever you want. Yeah. That's awesome. We, but you can, you can beat the crowds. Like when I get upset, I pout, which doesn't help. <laughs> like I have a very good powder. <laughs> <laughs> and I will pout like all day if we don't figure it out in that moment. And so like I feel like fixing that right away will help you have a better day <laughs> when in doubt food i'm sticking to my guns on that a, ha- a fed group is a happy group you know it's funny our we do the same thing but our our thing is starbucks so yeah. like we went to universal during the run disney weekend it was also mardi gras which as annual pass holders we weren't allowed in to the one park and we had done all four days at one park, leaving the other one for the one day. And we couldn't get in the park. And all of us were like, well, we don't want to go to the other park. And we don't want to do anything else. And all of us were just cranky. So we went to Starbucks. Yeah. When in doubt. It's like the ride thing. You know what rides your friends like. You know what your group needs. Take care of it. You got it. But with that, that is our entire list. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any tips or tricks that you want to share, let us know. Send them to us. We'll share them also on our social media or we will mention them next week and let everyone know what your tip and trick was for conquering the crowds in Disney and beating those busy park days. If you want to find us on social media, we are at Spillity Podcast. Our email is spillitypod at gmail.com. And until next week, we will see you at the castle. No, we're done. Can't stop, won't stop.